Thank you for tuning in to the Okinawa Karate Podcast. I am Josh Simmers, coming to you from the birthplace of karate, Okinawa, Japan. It is Sunday, June 30th, and I thought I'd sit down and record a podcast, tell you about some upcoming events in the month of July here in Okinawa. First and foremost, I want to say that all this information I'm going to give you about these events can be found on the Okinawa Karate Information Center webpage, okic.okinawa, okic.okinawa. The group there does a really good job uh, outlining an annual events page as they get information from different people that are hosting seminars or tournaments. Um, They'll load those up there and you should check back often because it does change. But I'm going to give you some information about what's going on in the month of July. Now this is not a complete list for what's going on in July, but I did pick about four items here that I think are of special interest you might be interested in as well. Hopefully some of you are coming over here. Um, let's start July 13th, which is a Saturday, from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Okinawa Karate Kaikan. There is a Yamani Ryu Kobodo seminar. The head of the Ryuku Bujutsu Kenkyu Dioku, uh, Doyukai, Doyukai, Ryuku Bujutsu Kenkyu Doyukai, Oshiro Toshihiro Sensei, will be giving an open seminar on bow and sai. Everyone is welcome to the special event on Yamani Ryu. Uh, does not list a fee, so I'm going to guess that this is a free seminar. It says open, meaning it's open to everyone, but uh, I've asked the Okinawa Karate Kaikan if there's a fee. Uh, I haven't received any information back yet. I should say I asked the, the folks at the OKIC. Perhaps it's free. If you're here July 13th, might be worth checking that out. If you don't have weapons, bow or sai, there's a chance you can rent some for a small fee at the Kaikan itself. Next up, July 19th through the 21st, the Okinawa Gojudo Karate Do Kyokai will have its 50th anniversary seminar and demonstration. That's a big one there. 50th anniversary for the Okinawa Gojudo Karate Do Kyokai. Again, at the Okinawa Karate Haikan, July 19th through the 21st. Right after that, two days later, July 23rd through the 27th, the Uechiudo Kenyukai. 60th anniversary seminar and tournament. So 60 years there for the Uechiudo Kenyukai Dojo. Uh, We'll have a seminar and tournament at the Okinawa Karate Kaikan the 23rd through the 27th. Both of those events I'm sure are going to have a lot of visitors internationally. Next up, July 27th also, hmm, maybe they overlapped this on purpose. I'm pretty sure these are at the Kaikan. I have to double check here. July 27th and the 28th is the second Okinawa traditional Kodo World Tournament. Let me check. This is also at the Kaikan. One moment, folks. I'm going to check the website real quick. Yes, also at the Okinawa Karate Kaikan. So uh, that might overlap a little bit with some of the Uechiru folks, but I think they're probably going to be in the in the tournament or they're going to go elsewhere for the final day of the Uechiru 60th anniversary. Uh, so there you have it. Four Pretty interesting events coming up in the month of July at the Kaikan. And once again, go to okic.okinawa for the full event list. And you can click on some links there for the dojo homepages and get more information about these seminars and tournaments that are coming up. Next, I'd like to ask you a question. How many of us practice our kata outside the dojo? Do you train at home or somewhere else besides only in the dojo? Maybe you have your own dojo, which congratulations to you if you do. 
or perhaps you have access to your to a dojo where you can train or you just train at your house by yourself or some form of solo training from time to time. I hope you do. I think it's beneficial. Uh, and I'm going to read you a statement here I found on a, a particular person's blog. I'm going to read this statement to you and then I'll give you some more details about this individual. It says here, A significant amount of practice must be done alone for you to internalize the lessons being taught and make the movements a part of your own body mechanics. Life protection is not a team sport, and you cannot rely on anyone but yourself. You are responsible for how fast you learn, how much you know, and how ready you will be should you ever have to use your skills. One part there I really like, life protection is not a team sport, and you cannot rely on anyone but yourself. This statement comes from a man named Adam Cave. Adam is a gentleman that I met last year, 2018, here in Okinawa, when I attended a Ryute seminar at the Sato Dojo. Adam was visiting from Cary, North Carolina, a place where I used to live and work, actually. Uh, we did not know each other at the time that I lived there, so it was kind of interesting that we were uh, just chatting it up at the dojo bar after the seminar and um, found out that Adam lives there in Cary, which is pretty cool. Uh, he's a master craftsman of Kobodo weapons and a very skilled martial artist in Ryute Karate, which you might recall Ryute Karate was founded by Oyata Seiyu Sensei. Adam has a blog that you can found at solokeiko.com, solokeiko, and that's K-E-I-K-O.com. On the blog, one of the header um, banners you will find is a link to something that says 10 Statements of Belief. These are Adam's 10 Statements of Belief, and one of these statements is the one I just read to you. Statement number five is that it's not life protection is not a team sport. The other nine are really good as well, uh, but this one stuck out to me, uh, mainly because when I read it, right about the time that I read the, the 10 statements, I was in some conversations with people at that time about training outside the dojo and how important it is to train when you're not always in barefoot on a hardwood floor or on pads, always wearing your gi um, in what I'm going to call a pretty much safe and sanitized environment. Um, many of us listening to the podcast, I'm sure, have had similar experiences inside the dojo where you've, you've been injured. You know, hopefully not severely, but you've, you've come away with busted lips, black eyes, bruises from time to time, and yeah, the occasional broken bone as well. Um, and of course, hurt feelings and deflated egos, but that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, however, you know those incidents usually happen with our dojo mates in a very controlled training environment. Rarely, if ever, are we really put in a position inside the dojo where we need to actually use our karate for self-defense. And if you are, then I suggest it's time you find a new dojo. But that does mean that it's also very important that we practice outside the dojo or have some type of solo training. We should practice in our street clothes from time to time. We should practice in shoes that we might wear to our job or wear to the shopping mall or something like that, to the grocery store. We should practice on uneven floors. I think you guys get the point where I'm going with this. And I'm sure many of you listening agree, but I wonder how many people really do it. Because it's one thing that we talk about from time to time. We don't walk around in our gi and our obi, at least we shouldn't be, going to the grocery store. Um, or going to have dinner, you know, or whatever, grab some beers with your friends. But those are the times that you're going to probably end up needing your, your martial arts for self-defense, not when you're in the dojo with the dojo mates that you train with every day. 
Um, so anyway, I'd, I'd like to encourage you to go out there and read Adam's blog. It's at solokeiko.com. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Um, I did ask for Adam's permission to speak about this in the podcast. Adam was cool enough to say yes. Hopefully, um, I'm going to get to see Adam here in about another month when I'll be heading back to the U.S. I'll be talking about that in a later podcast as well. Um, but anyway, go out there, read the additional nine uh, statements that Adam has. They're all really good. There's a lot of great blog posts that he has up there at solokeiko.com. Check out his weapons and... Uh, you might find something that you like to buy. That's going to do it for... No, oh, no, that's not going to do it. I have a request for you listeners. Okinawa Karate Podcast listeners, I would like to put together a top 10 list. Top 10 tips for visitors coming to Okinawa. Those people that come over here for a week or two weeks or a month or something like that, if they can to train or if they're only coming for three or four days. Top 10 things. So if you can send me maybe the two or three items... Two or three things that pop in your head when you said, man, I wish I'd have known this before I came to Okinawa. Uh, send those to me at email, josh at okinawakaratepodcast.com. Um, send me a message on Facebook. That'd be cool. Uh, send me something, a DM on Instagram. I'd appreciate that as well. So eventually in the next maybe month or two, I'd like to put together the top 10 list for the visitors. Because I myself, I get questions from people on Facebook or um, an email uh, they're coming over here and they have some questions about this. Recently, I had to remind somebody about getting an international driver's license, a gentleman coming from America, um, because I've seen at least one other person come over here without an international driver's license and try to rent a car, and you're not going to get it. So little things like that that I'd like to talk about, they're everyday information for me, so I don't think about it that much anymore. But I'd like to put it together for the listeners, so if you have some time, please send me an email or message on Facebook or on Instagram, I'd greatly appreciate that. As always, thank you for tuning in to the Okinawa Karate Podcast. I am Josh Simmers coming to you from the birthplace of karate, Okinawa, Japan. <laughs>